Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. On the new podcast, American Criminal, you'll learn about the fraud, theft, and murder that marks the dark side of the American dream. Like the Menendez murders, was it two greedy kids who killed their parents for money, or is there more? Listen to American Criminal wherever you get your podcasts. Hey Climbers, Brent here. Are you ready to write your best songs ever? Are you ready to take that next step in your songwriting journey? Well, I want to help you with that. Listening to the Climb podcast is a great way to get started on your songwriting journey and to learn the basics about the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting, but... Eventually, you're probably going to need the personal touch. You're probably going to need some one-on-one feedback, some advice, and some help reaching your songwriting goals. And that's what I want to help do for you. I want to help you write your best songs ever. And I want to help you learn the art, the craft, and the business of songwriting, of how to turn pro in your mind and in your behavior before you ever turn pro on paper, before you ever have the awards to hang on the wall. I want to give you the mindsets and the skills to earn that stuff And so we'll dive into your questions, and I'll give you honest answers. And I can help repair your song if it's already written but has a couple bugs and has some opportunities to get better. Or we can help prepare your song if you have an idea, a notion, a title. We can do your own private song title challenge if you want. If you want to get ready for a co-write, if you have a meeting coming up and you want to get your stuff locked down where it's the best it can be, I'm happy to help you do that as well. You can see my calendar, get all the details, and actually book a session at songwritingpro.com coaching. That is songwritingpro.com coaching. Now, if you're still not sure if a coaching session with me is the right thing for you, let's listen to what this climber had to say about their session. The first time I met with Brent was an hour session face-to-face on Skype. I was pretty excited to have the opportunity for some back and forth discussion about my songs because up until then I had been pressing send on the computer and waiting for days for a written general critique. With the written critiques, I was finding that sometimes I was left trying to interpret them on my own and then comb through what I know to fix what I thought they were getting at. But Brent provided real-time interactive feedback based on a solid and deliberate method. It didn't feel random and definitely didn't feel like judgment. In the end, I went away with solution-based critique that made perfect sense to me. I remember being a little worried about wasting time in my session trying to think of every question that I might have so that I could make the very most of it. But once he dove in, and it's kind of a magical thing to witness, his brain just turns and churns until every nook and cranny of that song has been considered, and I just wasn't left with many questions at all. The best thing after my session 
was just being able to see a clear path ahead and feeling also like my own brain is clicking a whole bunch faster after trying to keep up with his crazy acrobatic ninja fighter type brain. So I highly recommend sessions with Brent. Welcome to another song title challenge where the question is, climbers, how would you write this one? This is a mini-sode every other Friday where climbers send in their song titles to info at daredevilproduction.com and you put song title challenge in the subject line, info at daredevilproduction.com, production is singular, and then I put that in the right folder, I spring it to Brent live on the podcast while we're recording, and we try to mimic what happens in the first 15 minutes of a professional song, right, where you take the title and you try to legitimately find out if there's five or six different conceptual angles that you can cook up to the same title. Because oftentimes the very first most obvious path to go on your lyrics is a little too cliche. Sometimes it's the best, but a lot of times it's not. And after four or five shots at it over a small 15 minute period, you come up with something that's really, really amazing. And Brent will testify here that this is an amazing exercise to take your hook book and all that stuff that you haven't looked at for three years because it feels like old wilted lettuce and old ideas. You can now take this and put some new life into some old titles, right, Brent? Hey, man, man. I've been doing it the last couple of days this week. I haven't gotten to it today yet. I'm just starting to when we had to record. But yeah, man, it's been great for my writing. I've been seeing results from it. I've been writing a bunch of this, like 20-year-old titles and 10-year-old titles with co-writers because it breathes new life into them. So I highly recommend it. Awesome. And this is, by the way, not a co-write in any way, shape, or form. It's just a fun, creative exercise that we highly, highly, highly suggest Every songwriter does. You can keep all of what we use, use none of what we use. The only thing we do ask for in return is that you invite us to the number one party, right? Amen to that. We love number one parties. All right. So are you ready? (laughs) I never have been, never will be, and won't let it stop me. All right. So this is from climber Ben Nicholas. Hey, Ben. And I believe his last name is kind of spelled like Jack Nicholas, which is a golfer, but I might be wrong. And Ben's song title idea is Lights of Guidance. Lights of Guidance. Lights of Guidance. All right, I'm just writing it down here so I can see it. Lights of Guidance. Okay, so this is an interesting language, you know. So I'm a country hammer, so most things look like country nails to me. This doesn't. This doesn't look like a typical country nail to me just because lights, you can have lights in country songs all the time. But guidance, that seems a little more sophisticated than the guy on the tractor type word, right? Especially for a title to go lights of guidance. And one thing I'm thinking of too is like, what is going to rhyme with guidance? Um, (laughs) That's one of the first thing I'm thinking of like guidance, something beside us, something deciding lights of, oh, Joe Biden. I don't know. So that's one thing that makes you go, okay, little beads of sweat starting to pop up in my head already. Okay, so Lights of Guidance. Okay, what does this mean? So let the title write our song as much as we can, because right now this is the only clues that we have, because Ben's not in the room to tell us what he's thinking, so we have to tell him what we're thinking. So Lights of Guidance. Okay, Guidance and Light, they go together, right? Because you think a light, a spotlight, something to light your path along the way. It's a lighthouse. I think of a lighthouse kind of thing, where it's shining a light to guide you on your way. That makes sense. Lights and guiding someone go to the light, you know? Right. So it makes me feel like it would make sense as more of a 
adult contemporary thing, maybe a CCM, you know, contemporary Christian thing, something like that. It doesn't feel like a country thing to me because of the language, or it would be a really kind of outside the box country thing. It'd be on the edge more of maybe a Tim McGraw who can do some really progressive stuff or someone like that. Guidance just doesn't feel like a country word to have in a title. So lights, it's also plural. This is more than one light. Maybe it's a song about how there have been different lights of guidance in your life to guide you on your way, to show you the way. So one could be your mama, one could be your wife, one could be that Sunday school teacher you had, one could be that football coach, that sort of thing, you know, kind of giving shout outs to these people that have shown you the way, a good path to walk on in your life. It could be that. What if your first verse is a couple people and then the second verse is more personifying disappointment? You know, when closed doors happen, that pointed me toward a window, the hurts and the heartaches, that sort of thing, showing light on maybe a way I shouldn't go. So it guides me away from some stuff. Or, you know, your bliss, kind of following your bliss, the things that really set your heart on fire. That could be a light of guidance to go. I need to go this way because this really feels right. That sort of thing. So that's the first place I'm going, which feels like it'd be pretty heady. I think you can ground it by putting, you know, your football coach, your first grade teacher, your mom, your dad, your grandparents in there as some lights of guidance. Or it could be a darker thing, like, I need this. Like, I need some lights of guidance because I'm in the dark and I don't know which way to go. Come on, shine your lights of guidance. I need some direction here. could be almost a prayer of, God, I'm completely in the dark. And I don't know where to go, blah, blah, blah. You know, send me your lights of guidance. Send me a a ray of hope. You play off the light thing, lights of guidance, ray of hope. Shine, I don't want to say light again, but shine, da, 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 you know, for me to know which way to go. Shine brightly, something like that, yeah. Yes, so I know which way to go, which could be the light of guidance, ray of hope. Shine your da, 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 so I know which way to go. And then, you know, the trick is do we rhyme guidance, Once we have our direction, we know what we're doing. Like, ooh, do we rhyme guidance or do we? Hey, Pantheon listeners, Christian Swain here. You caught me just finishing up some editing on Getting Real with John and Beth. I want to share my first experience with Factor Meals for you. I think you'll find this interesting because I bet the same thing happens to you. I had just received my first shipment from Factor Meals the other day, and I was excited to try one of the prepared restaurant quality meals for myself. Anyway, I was working away and noticed it was very late and it was my night to make dinner. I jumped up and headed to the kitchen, went to grab the ingredients for the dish I was going to make, and realized I was missing a prime ingredient. Well, I could make a run to the store, or I could make one of my new factor meals. (laughs) Actually, the choice was easy. I grabbed a cavatappi, an Italian-style pork ragu with garlic broccoli, heated the oven per instructions, and minutes later was enjoying a very delicious, nutritious, and dietitian approved meal. It really was everything Factor Meals said it would be. No prep, no mess meals. Factor Meals are 100% ready to heat and eat. Take it from me and head to factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. That's factormeals.com slash Pantheon50 and use the code Pantheon50 to get 50% off. Have it like... And the first line and the second to last line. So like, shine your light of guidance, send me a ray of hope, shine your da-da-da-da-da, so I know which way to go, because da-da-da-da-da, da-da-da-da, whatever. Shine your light of guidance on me here in the dark. 
so you can rhyme with dark instead of guidance. Could be a way to fudge on not having to rhyme that line because guidance is going to be, you know, could be pretty difficult. You could also rhyme with guide or ants, right? Mm-hmm. At the end of that, you can get away with that. What if you were to take and you sort of set it up like it's going to be this big, heady song, but it's actually the opposite, right? Like, be careful how you choose your lights of guidance, right? Yeah, like, cautionary tale. The neon signs of a bar, yeah. right? It's the, a Bud Light. It's a Bud Light, yeah. It, yeah, the lights of guidance could be a beer. It's a, <laughs> yeah, it's a Bud Light. It's a neon light. There's the red and blue lights, if you're not careful. What are some other ways that you could kind of twist that up and make it a fun party song that's younger and not so heady? Ooh, that's tough because that title itself is so heady that it may just feel like a fish out of water. But it could be, Mom always prayed that God would send a light of guidance or whatever. Well, I think I just found it. It's a neon sign, you know, that sort of thing. (laughs) Uh, It's a neon light. It's a bud light. I might be a little misguided, but that's my light of guidance. I mean, that's kind of rhyming the same word with itself. But it could be a thing like that. Maybe you can ground it a little bit more with... Kind of what, Johnny, what you're saying, some of the lights of guidance were blue lights. It was those different things that you kind of learned the hard way in a very earthy kind of way. Like, yeah, it was some blue lights when I got pulled over because I was drinking and driving or I was doing something I shouldn't. And that kind of set me on a better course. Right. I needed that light of guidance. I needed those lights of guidance. There you go. So that could be a thing, too. Maybe it's a love thing where you're relating her to a lighthouse. Mm-hmm. So instead of calling the song Lighthouse, it's like Lights of Guidance. You know, it's like all these rocks that I don't think I'd be surviving without your Lights of Guidance. It's a little rhyme there. Um, that worked. That just happened. Yeah. That just happened. So <laughs> it could be that sort of thing about, you know, you keep me off the rocks where I'd be crashing. So it's a positive love thing sung to somebody about how you're my Lights of Guidance. You're my ray of hope. You know, so you can play off some of that stuff again. You're the... Something in the darkness, which could be cool in a third line, because if you're my lights of guidance, you're my ray of hope, you're my something in the darkness, darkness guidance, got a little soft rhyme in the first and third lines, you're my da-da-da, oh, you mm. show me which way to go, I'd be da-da-da, and I'd be blinded without your lights of guidance. I'd be lost and blinded without your lights of guidance. Blinded could be kind of a rhyme there. Oh, there you go. So that can be a positive love thing. So we've covered like prayers for guidance, love, that you do guide me. Silly, ridiculous, bud light, neon light is my light of guidance. Or then also some of these different lights of guidance on your way could be blue lights and mama and that porch light that was always on when you're out mm, playing late mm-hmm. and that lights of guidance. And did you make that to a bigger thing? How about the light, the light of guidance on the porch light where you're in high school and you start making out with the girl and then the light goes off? Right? You're like, uh-oh. Dad just said it's time to come it's in. It's time yeah. to come in, son. <laughs> Yeah. Sometimes the lights of guidance, maybe they're not lights. When they go out. Right? When they go out is when you know it's time to make a move. (laughs) Right. You could twist it up that way. So I think there's some challenges with this title to have it be the right kind of genre. Just because it doesn't, of course, I don't know what you're thinking or what you have in mind for this. But if you brought it into a co-write with me, I'd be like, I'm not feeling this as a country thing. Which is fine. Because there are a lot of good, successful genres and great songs and other genres. And you just want to feel like a title in your genre. Could be a folky, could be a Christian, could be a pop kind of thing, or AC, you know, adult contemporary. Maybe the first verse is the dude's at church and it's something the preacher's saying Mm -hmm. about lights of guidance. And then you're like, I'm going to take his word. (laughs) 
and you just go out and start raising hell everywhere that you possibly can. You know, headlights could be lights of guidance, right? Yeah. Like on your pickup truck or on your motorcycle or flashlights, right? Like in the woods right. where you're sneaking away to go make out with your girl mm-hmm. from a campground or something. Or I think if you kind of set it up, it might be like a really cool way But it would matter on that first verse, like how you set it up to where it's like some big heady thing the preacher says and nope, we're going the other way. (laughs) Yeah, or something mama said. The thing is, it's not country conversational. That phrase, lights of guidance, is not country conversational in my mind. So, you, yeah, yeah, Johnny, I think you're on point. You would have to give it the context. Why would the singer say it this way? That's not how I'd say it. And so you'd have to build in that thing. Yeah, that's what mama always talked about. That's what the preacher talked about. And it could still go into the, hey, this is where I learned some lessons that actually they did become lights of guidance. You know, um, it could be that thing, too. I think of kind of bluegrassy kind of cautionary tales of where the preacher said this stuff or mom said, you know, lights of guidance, da, 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 da. So that's kind of in the course, maybe where you're kind of quoting them and you're talking about, you know, maybe this guy didn't listen or I didn't listen. I didn't follow the lights of guidance. And then this is the result. This is a cautionary tale, the end result, the moral of the story. Could be something like that, because I could see it maybe going grassy, because some of that stuff is kind of archaic language on purpose. That's just the vernacular. You can uh-huh. get away with some of that, especially if you quote the preacher, quote mama, talking about lights of guidance. That way, it's not the singer's choice of words, but they're telling you that sort of thing. The words come back to his mind as he was laying in the ditch dying. Son, just follow them lights of guidance, da-da-da-da-da. If you're looking for the truth, you'll find it. You know, if you're stumbling in the dark, feeling blinded, look up for those lights of guidance. It could be that kind of thing where it's like all kind of heady because he's driving down that road drunk, thinking about what his mama said, trying to get him to go follow the straight and narrow, and then he's in his ditch dying and he's looking for the light. <laughs> you know, that's the whole <laughs> yeah. thing. Yeah, uh, or like if you took the whole chorus and you juxtaposed each line, right? Mm-hmm. So I remember when the preacher said, blah, 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 or mama said this about the lights of guidance and you'll find your way. And it's the red flickering light where I end my day. And this bush light is mm-hmm. what I need to blah, 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 blah. It could be a bonfire. It could be those big spotlights, lights yeah. of guidance, spotlight to the stage, calling mm-hmm. an artist to the stage, you know, yeah. something like that maybe too. could be interesting. Yeah. There are lots of ways to go with it. And you just have to build that in depending on what genre it is to make sure that this wording is appropriate for your genre or that you give enough context. Say if you're pitching it for a country thing and I'm looking at it, and that's just the first thing I see. I'm thinking, oh, this probably isn't a thing for me. Like if I were an artist, a country artist going, I don't know, that didn't seem like a country song. So you could still write it great. That title could still be a little bit of a challenge to get it heard. Doesn't mean it couldn't be great. You know. Before you wrap this up, do you think that if you really, really put the effort in to write the fire out of that song. Could that be the one thing that's sort of that outlier because it's so well-written and it's so different and because it's not the norm that that could be the one thing that gets you your first cut maybe? I mean, maybe so because never say never, right? It's a little bit of a title to overcome. If you overcome it well enough, maybe the bug becomes a feature, meaning this thing that on his face is like, oh, that's not conversational, but you make it and you give it so much meaning and there's not another title out there like that then it could help it stand out if you write the dog out of it. Yeah, you got to write the fire out of that. So, yeah, I mean, I'll I'll never say never because that's way above my pay grade. 
But on its surface, the title is something, at least for a country thing, would be a title you kind of have to overcome. And if you overcome it well enough, then maybe it becomes like, wow, okay, that's different and really cool. Because the context, everything you built around it was so cool, it made it awesome. Yeah, if you choose to do country, you're either going to fall flat on your face with this just on the basis of the lack of conversationality, or it's going to be brilliant. <laughs> there is no middle ground. That's one of those like, oh, you better come with it. Yeah. And of course, that's true with any, any song. It's so competitive. But especially when you're kind of starting off going, yeah, I know, I'm starting off behind the eight ball a little bit, but that's fine. Right on. That's the gig. Well, if Ben wants to write this with you privately, what can he do? Well, he probably doesn't want to now. But no, I do coach writing. I do private feedback and consulting so you can ask me your questions about the art craft business of songwriting. I can strap on that pack and climb up that mountain with you during a coach write and help you write your song. I can help you repair your song, help you prepare your song. You can get all the details on that, see my schedule, and book an appointment at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. That's songwritingpro.com slash coaching. And I'm not the only coach that does that. One of the other coaches that we have on there, or a couple of them, Bill White, who's written comedy stuff. And I got a Joe Nichols cut with Bill. We have Steve Dean, who's had cuts by Alabama. And you're watching you for uh, Rodney Atkins, huge hit. And Jen Schott, who just landed at least her second Tim McGraw cut on his upcoming record. Yeah, so we're proud of Jim. We interviewed her a while back, so we've had her on the climb. And at that point, she just had one Tim McGraw cut. Now she got two. And we're proud of her, and she also does coaching with us. And so you can ask her your questions as well. So that's all at songwritingpro.com slash coaching. Awesome. Well, that brings us to the end of another killer song title challenge. Please send in as many titles as you like to info at daredevilproduction.com. And put song title challenge in the subject line so it gets into the right folder. And maybe we'll just make it happen on the air here. This podcast exists because we want you to win. So keep on climbing. And we'll see you at the top. Song title challenge. achieve the American dream. The big house, the happy family, the money. 911, what's your emergency? Would you put in the hours? Would you take a big swing? What's the problem? What's the problem? Would you lie? Would you cheat? Would they shop? Would they shop? Would you kill? Yes. <laughs> My mom and dad. My mom and my dad. From Airship, the studio behind American Scandal comes a new true crime history podcast. I'm Jeremy Schwartz, and I'll be taking you inside the minds of some of our most notorious felons and outlaws, exploring the dark side of the American dream. In my new show, American Criminal, you'll meet the picture-perfect brothers who killed their parents, the thief who stole babies, the crypto king who siphoned off billions and plenty more. From assassins and gangsters to killers and con artists, whatever the case, whoever the criminal, you don't know the full story until now. Don't miss the debut season of American Criminal, the Menendez Brothers, beginning February 29th. 
Listen wherever you get your podcasts. Or to get early ad-free access to the entire season first, plus hundreds of other ad-free history podcast episodes, subscribe at intohistory.com.